This podcast is sponsored by Adtran. Adtran knows the challenges of managing a robust subscriber network. That's why they built Mosaic One, a single interface to view the network from end to end. Schedule a demo today by visiting adtran.com slash mosaic one. Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm an editor at Light Reading. I'm Phil Harvey. I am also an editor at Light Reading. And I'm Alan Bresnik. I'm a cable video practice leader at Light Reading, which is a fancy title, but I'm really just an editor at Light Reading, too. <laughs> He's all of those things. Don't he, sell he, yourself short. He understands <laughs> everything cable and video. Um, and uh, yeah, this podcast is all about the NFL and the way that it's basically reshaping the pay TV landscape and the streaming landscape all at the same time, because football is so gosh darn popular. Um, Alan, I read your, your uh, reporting on this and I have um, three observations and I guess we can just talk about or comment on, on each one as I make them, or you can tell me that they're ridiculous and we can uh, go from there. <laughs> okay. We can do all the above. <laughs> this is all based on the NFL's big, uh, uh, TV and streaming deals that happened recently, which was what was the total package they pulled together? They pulled they they pulled in like a hundred and ten billion dollars or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. The last figure I actually saw was even higher, one hundred and thirteen billion dollars oh, for Lord. eleven. You know, years. I stopped counting after a hundred billion. I just, yeah, really. <laughs> Can I just have like one billion? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like what's one billion between friends, right? Mm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a. Um, and a staggering amount of money. And my first observation when all these deals were announced and all the reporting was done was that every network besides Hulu and Netflix pretty much is now a sports network. Right. Everybody's carrying NFL games at some point during the, uh, the, the next year or so. What's going on with that? <laughs> cause it, yeah. cause it's, it's, every, it's, it's not just, you know, the traditional networks, but it's Amazon prime and Disney, um, Disney's doing it via ESPN plus, I guess. Right. Um, which is sportsy enough, but, uh, then there's Peacock. Oh, is it Peacock? Yeah. Peacock. Peacock will have it and Paramount plus will have it. Paramount plus, which used to be CBS all access. Right. And even and P- Tubi, even Tubi will have it. Uh, Tubi. Okay. And Tubi sounds, which just sounds cute, doesn't it? It's, yeah, uh, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the Fox pay TV streaming subscription service, right? Right. Yeah, the one they bought about a year ago. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's a that's a pretty wide. I, I guess I'm most shocked that uh, even though Paramount is owned by Viacom, CBS, and CBS has been a big, you know, it's it's NFL broadcasts have been going on forever, but just because it was taking the Paramount name, I just figured it wouldn't have anything to do with sports. That was kind of a surprise. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I was surprised by that and also by Peacock, but everybody wants everybody wants football. And it's amazing that football games on so many different places that the NFL is not getting overexposed. It seems like you yeah. can't overexpose the NFL. I know. Yeah. And, and, and the popularity of the games and the fact that it's the, if you want a crowd of people to continue to go back to your platform it seems or, or your pay tv channel it seems to be the only surefire thing that's worked successfully over the last couple of decades and i guess that's where all this where all the money uh is showing up and then also where all the the different platforms are deciding that they need 
you know, besides their own content, they need some sort of edge. It looks like, um, uh, based on your report, so Amazon Prime is the only one that'll have the uh, Thursday night football. Is that right? Yeah, the the local stations in the markets will still be able to get the games, but Amazon okay. will have a national exclusive. So they took that away from Fox. And it looks like they took that one billion that I wanted. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Yeah. right. laughs> well, and that, that goes to my next observation, which is um, with the exception of things like the Thursday night football deal, which Amazon got, um, as far as the NFL is concerned, exclusivity is a thing of the past. It's gone. Yeah, um, it's true. Because uh, everything's going to be simulcast on yeah. either on broadcast and cable networks or on broadcast and streaming services or in cable networks and streaming services. Um, all the streaming game, all the games that are on the streaming services are games that were already being shown on the broadcast and cable networks. Do you think this is a shift in the way, uh, I guess, the NFL is thinking about its its consumer and maybe even the way that um, pay TV companies are thinking about their their uh what's left of their power base, you know, when it comes to, uh, bossing around networks and, and content owners. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, it's a transition moment, uh, where content moving from the linear networks to the streaming services, the NFL is trying to balance things and get and basically squeeze the most out of both at the same time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, de- it's, it's definitely a movement away from the, from the linear networks while they, though they'll still have everything that they currently have ex- with the exception of Fox on Thursday night. Yeah. We'll give what uh, viewers, a um, more opportunities too to watch. I had a friend a few years ago. Um, I think she, she cut off her cable for a while, but was really into sports. And so she had to go to a sports bar anytime she wanted to watch anything. And, you know, now she can just go, it sounds like, and um, you know, football is the main thing she wants to, to watch is just get one of these streaming services. This is true. This is true. That's the whole idea. So it's definitely more and more things moving, moving to the streaming services. So at some point the balance will, will totally shift in the streaming services favor. Um, probably in the middle of the end of this decade at the rate things are going. Yeah. It seems like it's not far from now. And, and of the exclusivity, I think the reason that was such a big deal, especially along the five big pay TV or yeah, pay TV uh, or traditional broadcast networks. So that would be ABC, CBS, uh, NBC, Fox, and then of course ESPN, which is um, even though that's the newer one, it's, it's still considered a traditional uh, uh, pay TV network. Um, it, that, that exclusivity that the, that those, companies and channels had networks, sorry, had on NFL games, the ones that they contracted to broadcast, they've held that for decades. This hasn't right. just been a, you know, a recent thing. So the NFL by signing with all these streaming services and undoing this, they are, they're pulling apart, you know, these, uh, um, th- this, uh, you know, the, the one thing that CBS <laughs> could get, you know, for, or a pay TV provider could get, you know, on a Sunday afternoon, the one thing they could count on was that football fans would be watching, you know, one of those channels on their service. And now they can't even count on that. This is true. This is a a very interesting thing, but, but on the other hand, since the streaming services are all owned by the broadcast networks, 
they're not necessarily losing the viewers. They're just moving from one of their properties to the yeah. other property. So CBS probably doesn't care whether you watch on, on Paramount uh, Plus or on CBS because it's still going to Viacom CBS. Ultimately, they may not, but don't you think in the in the meantime, are they monetized in the same way? Like, does does the streaming does streaming a game over Paramount Plus bring in as much money as showing it, uh, you know, per household as showing it over, you know, Comcast cable system? That's a good question. Probably not right now, but maybe at some point because I would think that right now, between the affiliate fees that CBS gets from its stations and the um, ad rates that they can charge for pro football, they probably still make a lot more money on the broadcast side than they'll make on the streaming side. But who knows how that may shift over the next, over the rest of the decade. That's an excellent point too, because NFL related, any, any ad shown in any NFL game on whatever platform is going to be more expensive than any other ad shown (laughs) any other time. So that is, that's a great point. The other um, thing that that it made me think of there was um, this idea that uh, when, when the, um, pay TV services, you know, had that exclusivity, um, or I say when, the, yeah, when the pay TV services sort of had that exclusivity, um, the only thing that was really in their competitive wheelhouse, and this goes to my third observation was the direct TV, um, uh, Sunday NFL ticket, uh, right. uh, package, which was where you could watch any, any game that was being broadcast on any channel at any time. Um, so, so now that, that um, that all of these streaming services are gaining ground with NFL participation. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that satellite TV's reign is pretty much over. Yeah, I think I think a bunch of people are saying that it's, it's a bit because the one thing that didn't get decided is what happens with Sunday Ticket, which also expires after the 2022 season, like all the other contracts. Right. Yeah. So that wasn't covered in this round of contracts, and that right. one's coming. You said 2022, so not yeah, after next season. So yeah. yeah, so the big question, or or two seasons. So the big question is what happens with that? Is I I would I would venture to guess that AT and T is not going to get that back for Directv, and that's going to get thrown open to a streaming service. So there's always already been speculation. It could be Yahoo, it could be Hulu, it could be it could be any yeah. of the, any of the above. I guess if you're yeah, if you're one of those streaming services and you really want to. Um, put out the best NFL or the best product for the NFL fan, I guess you have to somehow win the rights to being able to um, not just showing games. So, so this is where I think it gets interesting. Um, There's, there's kind of two dynamics on this. There's first of all, the ad thing, which you talked about earlier, which is, um, you know, arguably, even though they're not making as much money right now, I bet the people, I bet the broadcast networks are gaining more data as, through their streaming services about the consumer than they were when they were just putting it over pay TV and broadcasting it. Um, you know, just because of the nature of the devices and how they're connected, they can at least tell, okay, they're watching it on a mobile device. They're watching it on this app or that app. Mm-hmm. They're watching it for this many minutes, you know, that sort of thing. Um, they could do that before, but it was very much on a survey basis or on a, you know, kind of, you know, not, not, not quite as, as, as direct linked or scientific. Um, the next thing that comes to mind in all of this is, uh, this idea that like once, uh, I guess once the cat's out of the bag, 
and you and the NFL Sunday ticket kind of goes away. Let's assume it's going to go away. I, I don't know for sure, but um, it would be interesting to have all of these different streaming services do their own take on that kind of um, special broadcast. You know, how can they serve up the games in a unique way, um, or how can they serve up multiple games in a unique way that people could, uh, you know, could could enjoy on on different devices. That would be interesting. Maybe the NFL is just going to throw it wide open and see who does that. I should correct something I said before. I said Yahoo. I meant YouTube. Would be yeah, would be yeah, YouTube TV. Yeah, yeah. Which is you know kind of how I get my pay TV. That's my current pay TV subscription. And to be honest, if uh, if the NFL goes mo- mostly, if if it's if most everything's available on a non pay TV service, I'm not even sure that I'll keep that um mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i might i might churn <laughs> yeah. out of that uh who knows yeah i have youtube tv as well i'm pretty happy with it um and i i like that they generally pause what you're watching because i'm a i love to flip channels <laughs> right. and then go back to something right. yeah <laughs> I, I will say this about the the uh, youtube tv that works right now for um making nfl games a real a you know, kind of a treat to watch on Sunday afternoons is the fact that they have the unlimited DVR and the fact that they make it so that you can simply subscribe to um, either teams or uh, leagues and not just individual games. So mm-hmm. instead of just saying, I want to record this game, you can say, just give me everything NFL. And then at, you know, like on a Sunday evening, I, I'll have 16, 17 hours of games <laughs> that I could, I could watch, you know, everything that's run on pay TV. No one sees or, Phil on right. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything that's run on pay TV or the NFL network, um, you know, all day long, uh, I can I can go back and watch or, you know, sort of fast forward through and halfway watch. But um, YouTube TV has a better execution of like that super, kind of, super powered DVR service that I've mm-hmm. seen in any other streaming provider or pay TV provider full stop. So um, you can they, build your own uh, Cowboys channel. Yeah, exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. I can just record. Well, I mean, it, it helps tremendously when you're, when you're talking about college football, because mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to overload yourself and say like, okay, give me all the college football games because then you're, then the cloud would just explode. Um, <laughs> but, but what you can do is say like, I really only want to watch, you know, let's say Texas tech and Oklahoma state, like just mm-hmm. those two teams. And then anytime those two teams happen to have a game televised on any random network, it'll, it'll show up. Um, so again, I'm not really looking for, uh, but, but, but I, I wonder, am I watching TV in that fashion? Is that kind of an old way of, of thinking about it, you know, it, are, are, aren't most people watching it on a different platform, maybe on a different device and maybe real time, maybe they don't want to wait until the evening. I think people are watching it in all sorts of different ways. And it really depends mm-hmm. on your, your demographics and your location. So that it's, it's, it's all over the place right now. So people who over a certain age, maybe watching it mostly on, on their TV sets and their DVRs and people who are younger are watching it on their mobile devices. And it's, it's, but it's, it's all, all, there's no one place anymore that people are watching most of their stuff. Yeah. 
But I, th- I think that um, that's a great point, Phil. And the, the big draw is that you have uh, for, I mean, for YouTube TV specifically is uh, that kind of flexibility to uh, record and in what I think is a really intuitive way. And um, that's easy to access a lot of content after the fact, um, which is nice because I forget what I subscribe to and then I can cross <laughs> it. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much for recording that for me. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot about that show. <laughs> they they do a really good job of like, um, you know, the, and this is kind of a, philo- a philosophical difference between the telcos and a company like Google, the cloud providers, you know, Google owns YouTube TV. The telcos had, you know, for the most part, had um, either owned or controlled most of the pay TV networks um, in, or, or pay TV uh, services in the past. And telcos like to protect scarcity. So they made it harder and more expensive to, you know, record uh, multiple shows on a DVR. And it was always hardware based. And Google likes to create abundance. You know, they they actually create the other problem, which is now I've now I've got so many things saved I can't possibly <laughs> watch them all. Right? And 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 by virtue of doing that, they've understood that they just you know continue to take more and more of your time. You know, and that's that's the commodity that these guys are all jostling for is you yeah. know is 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 every every minute of your time. But it's yeah. a it's a completely different technology approach and a different mindset entirely. Um, you know, Google's use of the cloud in addition to YouTube TV, um, I think is what, what sets it apart. None of the other pay TV providers use the cloud in quite the same way. Yeah. It's very, very smart. And I guess it shows why it, direct TV is, 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 is in such a, such a bad state right now. As, as yeah. AT&T sells a stake in it. And if they lose, if they lose Sunday ticket, I don't know what happens to them after that. Because it's such a yeah. big part of the big part of what made Directv a big deal to begin with. Yeah, and and the more broadband, uh, you know, the more houses and places that broadband passes, and the more cellular networks that get that kind of um, added bandwidth of five G capacity, you know, that 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 also in a way kind of replaces the need for satellite television. So yeah, I, I don't. I, I would be interested to hear what DirecTV says their their business case is for kind of um, you know going forward, like where they think they can make the most difference, or who their target customer is, or maybe even how they renegotiate deals. Because as they lose subscribers, they also lose the buying power that comes with um, you know being able to boss around those uh, those those content uh, providers. Yeah, they're losing all their bargaining clout. Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you think happens next? You know, for as far as the uh, the telcos and the you know pay TV networks go, who are the big maybe winners and losers in this whole deal? As you know, as uh, obviously the NFL is the big winner, but I mean, right. in, in this whole uh, series of deals that happened, who do you think some of the winners and losers are? Well, Amazon Prime is definitely a winner by getting the Thursday night package, even though they're shelling out this incredible amount of money for it. Uh, and, and getting a national exclusive. Um, from what I've read from the different analyst reports, it sounds like Disney is a winner because they, well, they didn't necessarily get much new stuff, new games, but they got better. They're getting better games, better scheduling, better flex, more flexibility. They're getting a couple of Super Bowls that they can show on ESPN as well as ABC, and they're getting a lot, a lot of stuff for ESPN Plus that they really needed to get. 
So those two seem to be the biggest winners. Um, I think it'll, it's hard to say about CBS and NBC. I mean, they get to keep their their uh, broadcast contracts and they get to put stuff on streaming. I, I, I'm still not sure how many people are going to want to turn to Paramount Plus and Peacock to watch football because it just doesn't fit with the identity of those services right now. But yeah, it's, it seems like an, the Paramount especially just seems like a, a, an, an odd fit. Yeah. I, I, I guess, because I guess I've, I've grown up thinking of that as a movie company. So yeah. <laughs> funny thing about that Paramount pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having to kind of like maybe undo some of that old guyness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Kelsey, I guess the last question should go to you since we're rounding the the, the twenty minute mark here. Um, uh, w- which is a better name, Hulu or Tubi? <laughs> um, who Tubi? <laughs> <laughs> just they're, they're, those are the best names. I I'm, I'm, I applaud them not just because they they sound silly, but because they don't have plus at the end of their name, which everybody right. else right. does. So. Yeah, I'm like plus what. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just trying to look up um, if you did get Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus, how much that would be. Um, but it looks like they want my email address. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, think, I think Disney. I think Disney's packaging them together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some- so it's it says if you get Disney Plus only, it's six ninety nine a month, and then if you have the bundle with ad supported Hulu, it's thirteen ninety nine a month. Um, uh, so I, I guess that's all three. Uh, I mean, that's that seems pretty reasonable. Kelsey, yeah. use uh, Alan Bresnick at lightreading.com. That's the, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> See what so, happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll you get again. Like a discount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's a that's a good point, though. The bundle, the, the bundle has gone away from the traditional pay TV side, but it's definitely reappearing on the streaming side because a lot of these corporate interests have multiple streaming platforms that they're either part owners of or or full owners of. And and that's going to be another weird thing for consumers to get their head around. <laughs> yeah. And who I, are they I buying just, from and how much right. do they owe? You know? Right. <laughs> And you know, and the, I was the, just curious if you know somebody had had signed up for Disney Plus and they did all that advertising about you know you can see like all the Avengers movies and um, the Mandalorian and all this great content and then you know with this um, ESPN Plus deal someone who already has Disney Plus or Hulu is saying oh I might as well just add on this other one for a few more dollars a month like right. it's like a a great uh, strategy. To, to get you to get that bundle and then, you know, you you don't even notice your credit card bills just <laughs> going up and up with all just these streaming services. Until you go bankrupt, right? Yeah. Like Phil yeah. said, who am I even paying anymore? I, like, know. I don't know. I, I, I can't <laughs> even tell. Just take my money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I know what I'm watching, but I, I don't know who. I, I, when somebody, that's, that's the biggest question now is when I start talking about some show I've started watching or seeing or whatever, and they say, oh, yeah, what's that on? It usually takes me a minute to go like, it's on the TV. I don't know. It's one of those things I subscribe to. It's an an interesting point about the bundle because the bundle is not going away. It's just being reshaped and it's just Mm -hmm. people getting to choose more of what goes in their bundle. But the whole idea of bundling is still a great idea and and people still do it. It's just the nature of the bundle is, is, is changing dramatically. Yeah. 
They suck you in. Have great stuff. That's right. Ah, <laughs> here's more of my paycheck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's let's uh, we we've earned some of our paychecks just now. So thank you very much, uh, 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 Alan Bresnick and Kelsey Zeiser, and thank you for listening uh, to the Light Reading Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by AdTran. AdTran knows the challenges of managing a robust subscriber network. That's why they built Mosaic One, a single interface to view the network from end to end. Schedule a demo today by visiting adtran.com slash mosaic one.